back to the Old School Gym Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Myers. I got my co-host, the business boss that keeps all the gym bros in check, Nettie G. What up, Nettie? How are you, Dustin? I'm doing good. I'm super excited for today's podcast, and I'll tell you a little bit why. Um, you know, I've talked many times about how it was always my dream to own a real gym, to own a hardcore gym. Obviously, that's something I kind of achieved very early in life, and like, like all dreams, they kind of change and morph and adapt over time and you know it's like one of those things like once you achieve that initial dream it's not like that dream goes away a lot of times then it becomes you want to share that dream with other people and you know we share that in certain ways with people where they come and experience the old school gym they're part of the gym but i started to as we got older realize hey there's other guys out there like myself like Corey g that have dreamed about owning a real gym i always say you know every real weightlifter at some point in their life they've had this fantasy of owning a gym, you know, and maybe for some people it's, you know, they want to open this big corporate behemoth gym, but I think most guys, most real lifters, they dream, even if they don't train in a real gym, they have a dream of owning a real gym, a hardcore gym, a hole in the wall, Mecca. That's their own. That is their own, that they can make their own, add their own flavor to it. So that's kind of why, you know, you and I, uh, put together the affiliate program to make that dream come true for other lifters. So, you know, without further ado, I want to introduce our guest today, Ian Bercher. He is the first old school gym affiliate owner. What up, Ian? Not too much, Dustin. How's it going? Going good, man. We're happy to have you here. Nettie, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Ian? Well, super excited to have you on today. Uh, a little bit about Ian is I think I first met Ian at a powerlifting meet. So I kind of like know, knew who he was, but um, randomly I get a call. Uh, someone's super interested in, in owning an affiliate, and I'm like, okay, hear this a lot, um, but had no idea the tenacity and someone that was really ready to, to, to jump and go all in. So Ian... Um, his twin brother was actually interested first, and then um, talked to Ian, and Ian is the one that pulled the trigger in New Philadelphia, Ohio, which is roughly how many miles from Columbus exactly? I don't know the mileage. It's about an hour and forty-five minutes. Okay, depending if you well, have to like. I think more important than the distance from Columbus is, you know, New Philly is kind of on the outskirts of the Ohio Valley. True. You know, Ian's originally from Carrollton, which is part of the part of the valley. So. I think it's important to note, you know, the first old school gym affiliate, even though, you know, obviously we're here in Pataskal, we're not in the valley, but Corey and I, our roots are in the valley. Mm-hmm. So it was very appropriate that the first affiliate kind of sprung up in the valley because I think, you know, Ian was kind of raised with that same mindset that uh, Corey and myself were raised in. But let's, uh, you know, let's, as you like to say often, Nettie, let's peel back the layers. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back in time. And why don't you take us through, before old school even comes into the picture at all, kind of take us back to when you started training, when you started lifting, what what got you into working out, who maybe your mentors were originally, and how that path kind of laid out. Okay, so I don't really have the traditional approach that a lot of people have. I played baseball my freshman year of high school, but then after that I actually quit all sports to skateboard, and I didn't touch a weight, I didn't play sports, so then when I went off to college, I ended up starting to lift weights a little bit, and I actually trained at the Altman Physical Therapy Center with a bunch of old folks in Carrollton, <laughs> so I didn't really have a grasp of what was going on, but on Twitter, I followed a guy, his name's Justin Steve, he's a local pro MMA fighter, and I saw him mention something about gut check strength and conditioning. So, Uh-oh, the, the, the OG gut check strength conditioning is research. So wait, I want to go back really quick. Can you get a membership at a physical therapy? Yes, you can. Okay, all right, interesting. So, so, <laughs> so at this point, you, you kinda, you're primarily, your pri- primary activity is skateboarding, right? right? Yep. And so would you say that like, when you got into weightlifting, it was kind of like a replacement for skateboarding or was it a compliment to it or like kind of, kind of walk me through it because I don't think I've ever really talked to a, a skateboarder that lifted weights. I would say it was just a compliment to it. I, I believe I started lifting weights in the winter, so it was probably just some dead time for me because obviously in Ohio you can't skateboard in the winter. So I think it was something I just decided I'd try out and I ended up liking it really quickly once I started getting the hang of things. And then it gets back to the gut check strength conditioning. <laughs> I, I started following Dustin, and at that time, he was the one that was up early to train, and 
I was getting up at 6 a.m., which isn't even that early, but at that time, I thought I was getting up and getting that probably, that, I mean, that probably felt early to me, too. <laughs> and let, and let, let me just kind of, you know, kind of clue everyone in. Obviously, you guys know that, uh, you know, gut check is kind of how I branded my training, and that's, you know, part of my handle on Instagram. But back, I think this was probably even pre-Instagram days, my first kind of a, attempt at like a membership website was uh, Gut Check Strength Conditioning. This is when I was first working with the Ohio RTC, and I started doing like a membership-based site that people could join. I think it was like $10 a month. And I would post, you know, daily workouts on it. Kind of similar to what Core G Fitness is, but obviously a much scaled-down version of that, you know, kind of very early on. And I would say my style of training then was a lot different than it is now. It was almost more of like a lot more circuit training. It was kind of like my, like, version of like a CrossFit-ish style workouts. And so you, so Justin Steve was a, you know, he's a pro fighter from back home pro MMA, pro boxing, still a good friend of mine. And at the time, I think I was helping him with some of his strength work and his conditioning stuff with his camp. So you kind of started following because of him. You know Justin or yep. did you did you train with him at all or? I've trained with him a few times down in East Liverpool. Okay. And so you started following, you saw the gut check, strength, and then you actually joined the site, right? Yep, yep. I joined up to the site. At that time, I was just getting into jiu-jitsu. So I thought it'd be a good way for me to train for that. And... It didn't really fit in well at Altman, but I made the most of it. <laughs> That's what I, so you're still at this physical therapy. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get a vision. Of, is there a squat rack there? There was one, two squat racks. Actually. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But yeah. so some of the people in this physical therapy joint are probably like, what the hell is this guy doing? Right. So they're like, some of them are older. They're rehabbing. There's injury right. rehab. I, just I had my 6 a.m. crew. There's <laughs> four old dudes and two of their wives and then my twin brother, Alec. And it was... About the same six to eight of us every day so I started doing all Dustin's workouts and at that point is when the the physical therapy center had a little track around the outside of it I think it was like 20 laps was a mile but a lot of them would walk around the track and every time they came past they're like you're not gonna be able to walk when you get older just like me. <laughs> so they, they didn't have a grasp on what I was doing but it was at that point that I really started to realize that, that type of gym wasn't gonna work out for the training I was doing because with the gut check strength and conditioning, every day Dustin posted uh, like a t tutorial video. So I see him in here at old school and it, it's old and beat up and there's jerseys and stuff on the walls while I'm at the physical therapy center. So See, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So you first even saw old school via a tutorial video on yep. Dustin's old website. Yeah, so so pre-social media, yeah. pre-coming here to train yeah. with a friend, anything like that. Yeah, so I would I have like it. daily, like, or not daily, I think I would, I can't remember if it would post it once a day or once a week, but I would do like an overview video where I would explain the workout of the day and right. kind of give tips or whatever, but those were only available for like my 20 members. Right, gotcha. <laughs> it wouldn't link to YouTube or your IG then, story or anything. And then I do remember, I mean, this would have been probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago. I remember you and Alec coming up to train with me. Yep. So what was kind of your thought process of like, hey, we need to go visit old school and like, you know. Yeah, that was, I mean, we were looking for our way out of the Altman Physical Therapy <laughs> Center style gym. And th there's no one at that time that I knew of back home that really worked out hard. So Dustin just had a different style that I wanted to come see in person. So we ended up, I think it was... June of 2014, we ended up making our first trip to old school, and then I trained with Dustin for the first time, and finally got to see old school in person. That might have actually been why I shut down the gut check site, because I was like, how can my members be stronger than this? <laughs> it was a reality check. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so let, so that, let's talk about that. Did you... Did you find your strength coming like really quickly when you started to train? Is that kind of what bait, like what hooked you initially? When did you start to see really quick progress with the gut check, gut check training, of course? Yeah, I, I really saw progress because, as he said, like the CrossFit style, the pace of it. I just started to build up a, a work capacity, and that that's really carried over to the way I train now. I I mean, I train hard and I train fast, and that came from that, and it really started to kick up my progress because prior to that, I was following, I believe it was Steve Cook's Big Man on Campus program. <laughs> I'm a freshman in college, of course I'm gonna do that workout. But, but then I transitioned to Dustin's. Hey, so any of you guys out there that are following Big Man on Campus or anything similar, there is hope for you yet. You may eventually transition to some real training, so. So was it important to, at this point in time, um, you are a twin, yep. was he a very, like, 
an accountability partner? Were you guys kind of growing in the weight training together? I'm yeah, sure he was a very I mean, important piece of, having of a, that. I, I have an identical twin brother, so that played a huge factor in my strength now. I mean, imagine having a replica of yourself to train against every day. <laughs> it's the perfect scenario. Right. So, I mean, we're pushing each other pound for pound, and I mean, we're identical, so we're the same size and everything, so we're always trying to outdo each other on the weights. So. Go on the record right now. Who's stronger, you or Alec? Depends on the lift, but for right now, <laughs> let's go on the let's go on the big three because now yeah. now you are an accomplished powerlifter. So let's go on the big three. Who has the better bench? You or ben- Alec? Bench is Alec. I believe he benched three fifteen in a competition. I benched three hundred five. Shout out! Shout out <laughs> to the twin brother. What about okay? Now what about the deadlift? Deadlift, I blow him away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pulled five forty in a competition. I believe his best is five twenty five. And then what about the squat? 525 still good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. blow him away. Blow I thought away. it was going to be like hundreds of pounds yeah, that, that is like, slow, Let's pump the brakes a little, <laughs> yeah. son. Alec has me on the squad as well. For some reason, I always bomb that one out. But he's got, I believe, 465. I think it was a meet here at old school. And then my best in three meets straight is 425. Okay. So he blows you away <laughs> even <laughs> further <laughs> on the squat. No, that's, that's awesome. So I think that's a, an interesting thing that, you're lucky to have because a lot of people when they get into training they don't have you know someone pushing them an yeah. identical pushing them that where they know they should actually yeah. be so was he doing the gut check along with you yeah. also yeah. awesome okay. so so you guys made the pilgrimage up here you guys trained with me what at what point did you start to think okay now i need somewhere new to train and it may actually even be a possibility to own a gym one day when, yeah. when did that kind of enter into your mind? Well, hold on. I have a question because I'm interested when people leave here, are you like, I know the first time I came to old school, I was like so hyped the whole day. Like my friends and I were like in the car, like kind of going crazy. You would have thought, I don't know what we like. Nettie's like we, punking the clerk at Starbucks. No, we were like people at work the next day were, or that day were like, what's going on? I'm like jumping around. So like explain to me after you leave, because it is really important. Once people come here and train, you really do get a high pretty much for the rest of the day. And then the wheels do start spinning on just, I think for me and others that are really connected on kind of life in general. So talk about like that post first pilgrimage here to OSG. I'm pretty sure on the way home, we started trying to brainstorm what we could do to bring a gym like that to the area, because at that time, all in training didn't exist. So, I mean, you were stuck with Altman. So we started kicking around the idea. There's actually a, it's an old indoor pool in Carrollton that that was our plan was to turn that place into a gym because we were like, it's got locker rooms, it's got everything you need, it's got the space. So it's like a shutdown pool. Yeah. It's like- and would you keep it to skateboard in the shutdown pool? Was that really <laughs> the dream? Pool, so. Okay. <laughs> keep going on the, the pool. So did you actually research that place or... I did research it. It wasn't for sale, but I went into trying to find a value of, and it had some absurd value of like two hundred some thousand dollars. So at that point, I kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. It gave you a reaction. <laughs> so that's the, good to the know. The important thing is, though, you started to yeah, you took, took a you step. Took one trip here to old school to train with me and to see the gym, and already now the wheels are turning in your head of like, I want to bring something like this to my area, to my yeah. hometown. And how, Ian, how old were you at that time? That time I was early twenties. I was. A little over three years ago, so I was 22, 23. Okay. And then prior to that, you really hadn't thought of, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to own my own gym. I I, I wasn't even lifting prior to that. So, I mean, (laughs) it was never even crossed my mind. No, I I think that's important for people to understand. Like, a dream is just like a small seed planted that you water over time. It's not like it just like lays on you and you everything comes to you in one one day yeah. so I, I like I like you feeding us what that path looks like so okay so you and your brother and your ride home your hype you, the wheels actually start to spin you actually start to do a little research yeah. on um, on a gym and you're you are graduated from college at this point in time are you working full-time I was actually probably still in college at that time okay so then gotcha I was probably a, I was working full-time through school so I I was really busy at that time, but I was probably a junior. But had had time so to start I, I thinking about dreams. This is still like the fantasy stage. Yeah, like absolutely. Said, you know, guy, right, you're like, just a dream. Yeah. And I, sure. I, like I said, I think everyone who loves to train, every real weightlifter, has that fantasy at some point. Okay. But at what point does it become more than just like a daydream, and when does it actually start to become like the like it's a real possibility? All right. So that was probably about two years ago, maybe a year and a half. If you're familiar with the gym Rocky Road, 
Mm -hmm. Alec and I, we, we actually seriously considered buying that because it was up for sale at the time and, and we were looking for an entry into getting a gym and I mean, that, that place is a legit hardcore gym. Absolutely. And Dustin and Corey have trained yeah, there yeah. several it's one times. Of, yeah, hometown gym. Yeah, I was one of the gyms we trained at, you know, kind of growing up in Steubenville. And I, actually at the time was owned by my old wrestling coach, yeah. Chuck Spencer. Yeah. So. so you, and you were training at Rocky Road at that time too? No, Cor a oh, Alec okay. did, but I did not. Okay. At that point I was working on getting married. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that part. So, okay. So you Rocky Road is for sale. And when we talk about that, that's a gym that it was, it was equipped. You yep. could kind of like roll in yeah, and kind of just take over. Okay. So you started to research that, but still all along had the dream. Were you starting to save some cash at this point in time too? Like, was that part of of the plan at all or was that kind of just for yourself you're getting married you're probably going to start saving yeah, I, anyways I, I wasn't saving money at that time okay because I, although i wanted a gym it wasn't necessarily in the cards at that time okay unless i went in with my brother so. okay gotcha so it w those were discussions that you were having yep. with someone else at that time and then did you talk to your fiance at this point in time at all about this dream that's out there or do you kind of keep that to yourself still yeah he, he made sure she signed the paper put the ring on <laughs> before he started talking <laughs> about crazy dreams okay now, during that time she honestly wasn't too into the purchasing the gym but okay I, she was gonna let me do it just wasn't she wasn't on board yet okay i like that good so you go you Obviously, you're married now. Yeah. Um, Brandy's part of the team now. So um, push us through. Um, I know you guys move around a little bit. Um, and I want to talk about uh, a great story. It's a tw I think maybe you were getting ready to move or you had already moved, but there was a Twitter contest. And you won a Twitter contest. So talk, talk, us, talk to us a little bit about that. So that was, it was after I had trained with Dustin. And I didn't really know Corey yet. I hadn't met him. I just knew who he was through the gym. Right. And, and then, again, this is like, I want all of our listeners to understand, like, Instagram really isn't as big as it is now. So there's right. Facebook. And then, but t Corey was really, really on heavy Twitter. on Twitter at well, this even point in time. Even Instagram was being used at this time, remember, there was no stories. Right. It was no, just there pictures. There was no video yet, probably. Right. There was just pictures. And you would post like once a day and that yeah. would be like, and maybe you would just do pictures. You really wouldn't do the huge caption and 29 yeah, hashtags. It yeah, yeah, it was, it was different. different sure. So Twitter was really, and, and Corey was really diligent. Yeah. And, it was and more, more of a platform where you could get to know someone's personality. Exactly. So you're nice. following and Corey there. Corey, he did, I mean, he had done it quite a few times. It was just a Monday motivation type contest where you would post your number on Twitter in hopes that he would call. So <laughs> that, that particular Monday, I was actually on vacation down in the Outer Banks and I was out on the pier and I had put my number in, didn't really think anything was going to happen. And at that time, my mom, she had a restricted number. So I'm down at the beach. I get a call from a restricted number. I'm like, oh, my mom's checking in. And then at that point, I pick up the phone and they're like, hey, what's up, man? It's Corey G. <laughs> so then at that point, I, I, I was honestly a little starstruck at that point because I was just a younger kid and he was someone that fitness was... Fitness icon. Yeah, fitness. He was muscle farm prez at that time. <laughs> right. No, so, for sure. So then I, I actually on that phone call, I talked to him pretty in depth about wanting to open the gym. And at that time, it was the plan to do it in the pool. So I'm, I told him, I'm, I'm bringing a gym just like old school. I'm going to put it in that <laughs> pool house. And it's, a, it's important to know, too. And he probably didn't realize this when he picked you as a winner. But Corey grew up very close to Carrollton. Okay. You know, like really like just kind of one town over from Carrollton. So almost, you know, you know, he, he would have grown up closer to Carrollton than he did where I grew up. Gotcha. You know? so, okay. Right. Yeah. And I, I actually, I lived in Kilworth growing up, which is five to seven minutes from where Corey grew up. So, I mean, we ended up being very close together. Little did we know at that time. But, <laughs> right. But then... So I talked to Corey about that. And but was that part, what, but was the call just like a Q&A, like, hey, ask me anything? Yeah, it, okay. it was basically if you got training questions, motivation questions, whatever. So at okay. that point, I, so, I was all on telling him I'm starting that gym. Why do you think you did that, though? That's interesting to me because that's a pretty bold, like, statement to make to him. Were you just, were you, like, trying to impress him or were you, like, feeling it at the time? Yeah, like, I, I'd say I was just feeling it because... Once I knew that Dustin and Corey were from the area, and I mean, as Dustin likes to put it, he's an ordinary guy putting in extraordinary effort. That really makes you start to realize that you can do it mm -hmm. because a lot of people see Corey and Dustin now and the level of success that they've reached. 
and all their Instagram followers and everything, but but they really were just a couple guys from the valley, just like I was. So at Boom. that point, I just got chills. I just well, I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> that is gonna cry. Dustin gets chills. <laughs> I want to cry. <laughs> so at that point, I knew it was actually possible. I mean. Love they, they paved the way. So. Okay. Nice. No, I love that. So no, I, I love to hear that because I do like to, you know, I like people to see our example and know that it is possible. There's really nothing extraordinarily special about what we do. It's just, you know, it's hard work. It's consistency. It's trying to help people. You know, it's all those things we always talk about, but it really is true. You know, they're not, you know, we didn't have like some degree from gym owners university <laughs> or not, not that degrees are not important, but you know, it's one of those things. It really is possible for anyone if you take the right steps. So here you were just, you know, fresh out of college. Yep. Had really only been seriously weightlifting for a year or two. And you just, like Nettie said, it was a seed that got planted in your head after you made a visit here. Yep. And then you just kept taking the necessary I steps. Think, I think something's so important for our listeners. And Dustin says necessary steps. And it's interesting because it's taking action. So it's that little thing. It's like, hey, let's go visit. And you actually did it. Then it's like, hey, there's a contest. I'm going to enter it. So hey, there's a pool that's closed. Let's go at least check into check it, it out. So available. it's take action, and it's interesting. People think, like Dustin said, there's a gym university or anything, and again, all of that is important. But it's about taking action. So those small things that you took action on at the time, again, didn't seem monumental, but they have been so important yeah. in every step that you've taken. And so that whether it's a fitness journey or your entrepreneurial journey, I think that's so important for people to understand. It's the it's the the steps day after day, the consistency there that that build that that you're doing. I actually doing. had a, a talk like this with some of my high state athletes a week or two ago. They were like, "Oh man, you just have the most awesome job. You work out all day, and you come here and train us, and you have your gym, and you get to like you work with Nettie G. You work you work with the Nettie G and, um, <laughs> and Corey you get, G. You get, share, you get to share an office with all those G's, <laughs> and uh, you know you, you guys make these funny videos for Max Evans, blah, blah, blah. and I said, well. You got to remember, no one called me up and said, hey, do you want this awesome job? Right. You know, there was not like, you know, some job description that I put an application for that I just happened to luck into it. Like, I built this position for myself over Mm -hmm. many years. And people don't see all the years beforehand where we had to grind and kind of get everything in place, kind of the process that you're going through now. You know, those are kind of the unglamorous years that, you know, if you don't put in, you know, take those initial steps, taking action like you did. And then being able to weather all the early storms, you'll never get to the cool part where you get to do all the cool shit. So um, here's so now that you've made the call, you've kind of what I like to call like like you've made the proclamation. You have like put it out into the world that you are going to own a gym, and you've said it to you know another gym owner, someone yeah. a mentor, if you will, of yours. So let's start. Really, you're going to start putting it fast forward. Um, do you start laying out a plan at all and, and start saving, start sharing it with Brandy, your wife? I mean, How do you? This is where a lot of people get lost in the process is they don't realize all that went into it. Because I, I immediately got in on the affiliate program. I mean, I kind of pushed to get that done early. But a lot of people think that's how I made my way. I, I mean, the affiliate has helped a ton, but I mean, that phone call was three years before I opened the gym. So, I mean, that's three mm-hmm. years of planning this. And it wasn't full commit commitment at all time. I mean, in that time, Brandy and I, we moved to North Carolina because I took a job down there. And I forgot you guys yeah. moved down south for a while. Yeah, yeah so the, the, rock, the initial Rocky Road thing, like I said, was a year and a half, two years ago. Maybe even more than that. But then it came mm-hmm. up again that we were looking at Rocky Road. And that's you and Corey were a little involved in that. And at that point... Because I think we didn't really have the affiliate program all we right. We didn't. Right. And that the, point it wasn't. No, and that's important too. Like there were other discussions about other avenues for all other opportunities. Other opportunities, yeah. Yeah. We were working on some other opportunities, and and then things got a little weird with that. I won't go into detail on that. But after that, I realized that the affiliate was my avenue. So once I decided to move back to North Carolina, because I was actually still in North Carolina when we were going to jump on Rocky Road. So then. We okay. decided to come back, and at that point is when I started really planning to do things for myself. I, I talked I talked to Brandy about it, and we decided that it was just going to be best if we just, as Corey said, rolled the dice and went for it ourselves. And because I talked to obviously my twin brother, and then a couple other people about going in on it, and things just never played out. So we ended up just deciding we were going to do it alone. So at that point is when I started looking for equipment. I started looking for buildings, and I was pretty set on it. I wanted to actually open in Dover or New Philly, mm-hmm. so anywhere in that area. So 
I actually, the, the level of commitment it took is I ended up looking for a job in Dover. I had like the perfect job. I, <laughs> I, I had an office to myself. I was, I was basically allowed to like watch videos on one screen of my computer because I'm an engineer. So on one screen, I, I watched videos and then on the other screen I worked and I actually took my dog to work. I, I kind of set my own hours. I mean, I had it as good as it gets, but, mm-hmm. but then I made a sacrifice, take a job in Dover so that I could start the gym. And that's another step that people don't really see that I did, but it took a lot of commitment and the, the search for equipment took a long time. That's the thing people don't seem to grasp mm-hmm. and the building was the biggest thing. Yeah, because it, you know, it, it wouldn't be realistic to just say, okay, we're going to go to Rogue and Westside and just buy all our equipment brand new, just make a list and... You know, you got to kind of like piece things together. You had to find, use equipment here, use yeah. equipment there. And, and I think you touched on, and we talked to all of our potential affiliates about this, is that the building is going to be, you know, right. pr- most likely take you the longest time to find because it, it it's difficult to find commercial real estate that fits into someone starting um, starting a new business right. in, in the way that we want them to. So. Well, and even once, once you got the building, like, tell us about that. I mean... It, it's still, I mean, it was, a, it was a good location. The space was good, but, like, what about the heating, the locker rooms? You know, like, it wasn't just ready for you to move in. Right. The, the building, I mean, it, it is, I feel, perfect for an old-school gym, but it took me about a month and a half of negotiations to get the price I wanted, and then after I finally got in, I ended up, I didn't have heat in there. It was an old Frito-Lay distribution center, so it had no heat. It has one little bathroom, no locker room, so. It, the, fir- the first time I went and lifted there, there was a torpedo heater. It was in like yep. November, December, and yeah, there was no it was, heat. it was Black Friday. <laughs> we had like 10 guys in there. It was like 30 degrees in the gym. I remember telling you, like, Ian, like, this place is awesome, but, like, if you want, like, normal people to come here and lift, well, you got to get some heat. Well, yeah, you, uh, during that lift, I mean, it was so cold in there, you were steaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could see it. So, the, to talk a little bit about finding the actual building, though, was it, were you going on Craigslist? Did you have a commercial real estate agent? Were you driving around yourself? I think people would be really interested in how you did find the I location. Actually, I did all the research myself. I just basically searched on real estate websites and... I ended up coming across that one, and it was, I mean, I probably would have settled for the price if I had to, but it was rather costly. But at that time, I knew it had been on the market for about nine months. Oh, wow. So okay. at that point, that's where people need to realize that everything's negotiable. You just got to work it. Yes. So Great. at that point, I ended up. Except for a membership to OSU New Philly. Don't, go, don't come in and try to negotiate <laughs> how much your membership is. Just pay the, pay the 35 bucks. Yeah, exactly. But then. I ended up getting it down 300 bucks from what it was. Right. So, but that took a month and a half of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And there were times I could have went over to another building because there was another one that I was really into. But I ended up sticking with this one and just going back and forth and going and were back you and talk- forth. The back and forth, was it with an uh, agent, a real estate agent, or was it with the owner of the building? It was with the real estate agent because for some reason I couldn't get the contact for the owner. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's important for really people to know, yeah. Is, is the indirectness. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. That's what yeah. people don't understand. Like, I think one of the things most important for people wanting to do this is like something that's so important to you, and let's say it's a real estate agent, they've got 10 other clients right. out there. So people, you know, it's about patience and perseverance and, and, you know, what's top priority on your list always isn't top priority on there. So, you know, kind of taking your time through that. And I mean, I'm sure there were times that you started to get very impatient. I remember when you and I were talking, because like, I think I want to open by this date, and yeah, then we talk again, I, and you I push was, it back, and you really push it back. for October right. to open, but I couldn't get the building locked down, so I, that you can't open a gym without a building. Right. And well, so, something, something important to know, too, like as once you kind of signed on as an affiliate, as you're going through this process, Nettie, you're kind of helping him, kind of guiding him along the way right. a little bit, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of... I did know when you were like, Ian was very aggressive when he yeah. called, like, hey, I want to get started. We hadn't even officially launched the, pr- another important, pr- like you, you came after us, like we hadn't officially launched it yet. And you're like, hey, is there a way that we could probably do this sooner? And I was like, ah, um, which is great because sometimes you need somebody to push you over the ledge and just get it started. So we actually opened it up a little bit before we were ready for Ian because we're like, man, this is this is a good fit. He's actually got a building secured, which if he had, this if you had, ready had to go. yeah, he's ready to roll. Right. So Corey, Dustin and I kind of like, we 
you know, had a mock seminar for you and just yeah. kind of did some one-on-ones and, and kind of tried to push you forward. But that's an important thing too, is, you know, in Ian asked us, you know, he came to us and said, Hey, I know this isn't officially launched, but would you mind doing this for us? And he, so he negotiated, everything is negotiable. He negotiated us launching the program, uh, kind of a little more quickly than we were going to. Right. After, after I decided to do things by myself, that's when I really just took the wheel on everything and pushed for it. I mean, before I even locked down the building as an engineer, I used my 3d modeling software and I actually, (laughs) I laid out the building. I laid out the equipment that I had stored in my garage and I put it in there and I made a layout and I, I sent that to you yeah. and I was like, I know you're shooting more for like the first of the year, but let me get things rolling mm-hmm. because I just knew if I, if I had my shit together and I presented it to them, I didn't think they could say no. Right. And I, I do remember that our first talks, you were, there were partners involved, this yeah. and that. So I'm like, okay, because Corey and Dustin were calling me like, man, this guy... Ian's awesome. They're a big, big fan of yours. I had yet to even meet you yeah. in person. We were just um, phone calls, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, he's awesome, legit, da da da. But he was like calling me with partners. No, we're not going to be a partner with that. So I, I, I'll be honest. In the beginning, I was like, mm, okay, we'll see. I just was like fielding the calls, and then all of a sudden, I was like, okay, he's ready. He's ready to roll. You showed me the mock-ups, um, yeah. which that's an important thing. You know, if it, you might have a partner involved, and it's okay. Like if if things change up things change and you just kind of keep, keep moving along with it. And that's what you did that I was, I was impressed with. Cause you would call me back and say, okay, look, you're really honest. Hey, that's not going to work out. New I'm going to, yeah, new direction. I'm going to pivot. That's what I like to tell everybody where I'm pivoting and I'm going to go at it alone. And then that's when uh, you did, you pulled the trigger. I think you finally secured the deal with your landlord. And then that's when um, we, you came to Columbus, kind of signed the paperwork. We did the did the seminar with yeah. you and then you're ready to roll. So what are some of the initial fears and also um, some of the hardships and, you know, victories that you've had, if you yeah, can kind of walk us through the that. Challenges. Yeah. I mean, challenges is, although I wanted to get into it so quick, I honestly wasn't necessarily ready. I mean, I, had, I, I actually, I still don't have signage on the building. Like, right. There's a lot of stuff that I just knew I needed to take action and get it rolling, even though everything wasn't necessarily in place. So wait a second, you didn't wait till the perfect moment to open your gym? (laughs) Listen, people, there's never, ever going to be a perfect moment. If you want something to happen, just make it happen and figure it out as you go. If you take one thing away from this podcast, listen to what Ian just said. There never is a perfect moment. Mm -hmm. Take action, make it happen, quit the yapping. (laughs) So at that point, I opened... I did a soft opening November 4th. That was, that was the first day we were open, and I actually had a good turnout, and then I was like, okay, things are rolling here. And then shortly after that, it started getting cold. <laughs> People didn't know where the gym was, because, I mean, I'm off on a back street, so it, unless I tell you where it is, you really don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. But at that I think point, Google Maps has yeah, it wrong, Google, <laughs> which doesn't help you got anything. IPhone, Google Maps won't even get you there. <laughs> So, That's how off the grid it these is. Are, yeah. These are some challenges. Google don't even yeah, know where it's yeah. at. So, yeah, I'm off the grid. And at that point, it starts getting cold. And as we discussed a little bit before, I didn't have a heater. So it was honestly probably days it was 20 degrees inside the gym. I had Luckily, I had some some guys that that I I think they're down for life. I mean, they're, they're some of my great friends now that they've stuck through it. But yeah, if they were lifting in there when it was sub-zero temperatures yeah. before you had heat installed. And just for the record, he does have heat installed. Yes. I do have heat now. But, but those guys, I mean, they're old school. I mean, they, they were down for the cause. And I had I had guys in there, they were lifting with gloves on because the bars and dumbbells were so cold. So it, good. It I love it. Hand. So then I had actually, I found a free heater and... I ended up not getting it hooked up till I think February because I ended up getting the heater. Then I last just, winter was one of the worst winters uh-huh. in recent memory. Yeah. So it was freezing, but then I ran into issues as every business owner is going to run into. I ran into issues getting the gas line hooked up because it turned out my my landlord listed the building as the wrong address. So when I requested to get gas put in, <laughs> they took it to the wrong building and said it wasn't able to be done. So then mm-hmm. I had to be rescheduled on the list and. That took another, I think, three weeks, and then after they hooked it up, I had to schedule to get the stupid little pin pulled out to get the heat started, and that took another week, so I I was honestly getting worried at that point that even the guys who had been with me would We're be like, leave. okay, I'm going to somewhere with heat, because it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And, and remember, I don't know if our listeners are 
up to speed on it, but Ian is, you're still working full time yeah. during this. So, you know, he's not able to just be on, on the phone all day and try to get these issues worked out. He's trying to piece it together during lunchtime, yeah. which obviously he's working with a business that's probably nine to five. So there's right. not a lot of leeway and they're working the exact same hours as he. So, um, another challenge is just to let people know you are working, you know, nine to five, going into the gym in the morning when it's freezing, going to, to work and then coming right. back to the gym. So you have that you have the heat now. I know another challenge. You said your address was wrong. Like yeah. we did a first shipment of shirts for yeah, Ian, the, and the shipments went to the same, shipments went to the same building that the another building. To, so, so we thought we lost all of his yeah. initial investment in apparel, yeah. but we luckily we had a good Samaritan that returned it yeah. there. Uh, and I know, like, let's talk about um, the time commitment. Obviously, you are married, uh, and talk, talk us through that with with your wife and how how that started to, to go down when you are freezing in the morning, freezing at night, and then not at, not at home as much and spending a lot of the money that right, you guys so have. Brandy has been really awesome about it, and I know that was one of the big reasons we moved back to North Carolina because I actually worked a lot more down there. I mean, I was up at three o'clock every day, didn't get home till about six if I was lucky. Okay. And so that was a big factor is we weren't getting the time and then we come back up here. Well, I went back to that, what I call my dream job. I mean, okay. I set my own hours. I'm out of there at three or four. Life is good. And then I'm like, I want to start the gym. But luckily, I, I think we both matured as a couple and realized that it's going to take some work because, I mean, you hear it a lot. You're going to have to put in the work now so that you can enjoy it later. And, and it's a ton of work right now. And it's a big time commitment. And luckily, Brandy puts up with it. <laughs> nice. So when um, this cushy, great job that you have, too, why didn't you just stay there? Well, that job, I knew I wanted to open the gym in Dover, Philly, and that was over in Alliance. So that was about an hour and 15 minutes from where I wanted to open the gym. So I knew that wasn't going to work. Was it, But do you think it's your personality? Like a lot of people would have, like like you said, you have your dog there, you have two screens, you're basically making your own hours. Comfortable. Yeah. yeah, what? And is, is it your personality type? Like you wanted to be uncomfortable or you just knew that your, your life has something more in store for you? Because you said it's interesting you use the word dream job, but it's not your dream job. Right. So I think there's a lot of people out there that are listening that are probably you know, I like to call them the golden handcuffs. You know, you're making a lot of money. You know, you have a cushy job, but it's, right. and you know, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. So you're not fulfilled in some, yeah, in some it, way. So is that, was it a fulfillment? Because obviously it's not all about the money. So what is it internally? How, what are those discussions that you're having with yourself of, Hey, there's something else I, you know, I might, I might strike out, but I'm going to feel better at the end of the day right. if I at least swung and struck out. So what's that internal chatter that's going, going on that really does kind of push you over that? Or is it just a lot of little conversations inside your head that pushed you, I mean, pushed you over? That was a big thing because I definitely would have been happy for life at that job. I mean, that it couldn't have got much better, but I knew not only did I love lifting weights, but I, I've, transitioned into I feel a good coach in helping people and the biggest thing is helping people that like have never lifted before and introducing them to it and I knew that would give me a platform to do that mm -hmm. and also at that time I didn't really have a great gym to train at I was able to train it all in training and shout out yeah shout out yeah, to the all in yes all in. but it just where my job was and where I wanted to be it wasn't all lining up so I knew I had to I mean, it's something I definitely learned from gut check strength and conditioning from Dustin and the Buckeyes coach Tom Ryan is you've got to get, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I mean, that's the biggest thing is if you're waiting for everything to be easy, it's never going to happen. So, I mean, I honestly not a big fan of my job now, but it allows me to be at the gym. And that's just a step you're going to have a to take. It's a sacrifice you've made to be able to pursue this other dream. Right, because I... I, I definitely look big picture on everything. I'm like the most patient person I know, so uh, a little shakiness and slowness doesn't scare me. Can you and teach Dustin and I some of the patience? <laughs> Can you like spread I'm that around? No and it's only gotten worse, so I've gotten worse. I'm not a patient person. So I just look at the big picture. I mean, even when things are slow and if it's a job I don't necessarily like, I know in the long run I'm doing it to build the gym. And it's just worth it. One thing I want our listeners to, to know about Ian, too, is 
Ian doesn't have a background in personal training. Uh, he didn't have a huge personal training clientele that he could, you know, bring over and ha- start with like 20 or 30 members at the gym. So I know a lot with Corey and Dustin's story, they had some of that personal training behind them when they got started. Yeah, that, but, really, that was really a big catalyst for the gyms that Corey had already owned a really successful personal training studio, mm-hmm. the T3 personal training. So when we... Even when we opened the doors of the original old school gym, we already had, you know, a built-in membership of 30 or 40 clients or whatever that, you know, came over and we had, so we had like an automatic member base, whereas you were literally starting from scratch. Right. From zero. I'm starting zero, nothing. (laughs) I mean, prior to that, I had helped a couple guys out with powerlifting meets, and so that kind of had me a little bit known, but as far as training someone in a gym, I was training one of my buddies at all in prior to that but I had I had no one to come to the gym at first there was literally not one member that I knew was going to come that's amazing let's let's talk about then some of the strategies that you've used to kind of I mean you know to give you guys some some background on New Philly you know it's kind of a you know small you know I I guess it would qualify as a city it's a small city in eastern Ohio kind of industrial type area you know, you're actually new to that town. You didn't grow up in New Philly. You're from Carrollton, which is probably, what, 20, 30 minutes away. Right. So He doesn't have a network. Yeah, you don't, have a, yeah. you don't have an existing network in that town. You're the new guy in town. You don't have a huge training base. What's some of the strategies you've used to get the name of the gym out there, to get your name in front of people and to get people interested in the gym? Right. So I actually, I was born in Dover and my dad lived in Dover, but overall I didn't spend a ton of time there. So it, it, I'm not, no one really knows who I am there. So I did go in with basically nothing. But as far as getting people in, I mean, social media, we're, we're I'll say, lucky to live in a time where that exists because that has helped me a lot so far. It, it doesn't necessarily help on the small scale with people around the town, but it helps attract people for powerlifting meets and then for, for day passes and people traveling. So that... That's been awesome, and the support from the community, Team OSG, as I like to call them. But, <laughs> but that's helped a lot. But then as far as in town, I mean, it's just getting yourself out there. Next week, Chris and I were doing a youth football camp. We're helping out with that. It's just getting ourselves out there, getting our faces out there, because that's what it's going to take is just letting people know you're there. And you guys are doing like a, a food drive or clothing drive or something? I saw that. On yeah, your... yeah, we're going to do a food drive package meals to ship to Haiti so that that'll help bring in people from the community because overall we have probably three to five different gyms in the area but what I feel they lack is community and if you've ever been here to old school gym in the morning at 4 a.m you see what community is and the brotherhood that comes out of it and I know that's what's going to set me apart in the long run is is People want to be a part of something. They right. don't want to just go to a gym because they have the best equipment and flat screen TVs. Exactly. They want to they want to feel that kind of fraternity feel yeah. uh, to the gym. And then I know you've had powerlifting meets too, which yeah. have been really successful. So I know that having events are, are something that I want everybody to know are very important yeah. for for the gym, not just having, you know, the hours, uh, four right. to ten. You know, you've got to do some other layers, some other things in there. So let's... Um, I can't not talk about us a little bit. So talk about the decision to actually team up with us because you could have, like you said, you're, you're starting from zero. So why not start from zero and become your own hero instead of like joining up with us? What Talk to, and I, I haven't even really talked to you that much about it, but what was the decision? Because obviously there's another financial investment that goes along with becoming right. an affiliate with us and partnering with us. So what was that you know, talk and, and how did you decipher that this was going to be the decision? Or, you know, you could have went to a franchise, uh, you could do affiliate or you could do, you know, Ian's hardcore gym. So talk, right. talk so, to us about that. Luckily I had came across Dustin and Corey early enough on that. I mean, at that point they had influenced my life a lot for three years now. I mean, mm-hmm. it was to the point I made a point to come down here and train with them. I followed their workouts from the point I started to gut check strength and conditioning I followed his or Corey's program from that point on so I mean and again social media gives you that look into their life and I knew that they had an achievable lifestyle and they were the ordinary guys and that the just the community around old school gym the people I knew it's something I wanted to be a part of and 
obviously I could have started the gym myself, but I, I just have so much respect for what old school is. I, I feel I live the old school life because at that point, like I said, I've been living it for three years. That That's what I followed, what I knew. Mm -hmm. So I just knew I wanted, I wanted, that's what made me want to be the first old school affiliate because honestly, I've talked to a lot of people that don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. they, they just see the flash of it, but I, I don't think a lot of people are the old school lifestyle, but I knew I could help spread that because as Dustin said, I'm on the fringe of the valley. So mm -hmm. I know I can spread that lifestyle because it's more than just the gym. It's, it's life. Mm -hmm. Boom. No, that was, that was good. I can't, we can't even bottle that. Like, <laughs> can we take that? No, that's, that's an important thing. Um, that's what we want too with the program is, you know, that's the number we want to share it. You know, we don't want to go and open gyms across the country. That's not our goal. Um, obviously that to impact people in the gym first is always where it starts. And all, all of a sudden, um, with Corey and Dustin and then myself, as you get a little older, you start to you start to think about what a larger impact is. And at first it started for everyone in the gym and how that changed them. But then how being an entrepreneur really also was a, such an important, like life changing thing for everyone of how can we bring that to other people and, and then share that with them. And so that's, that's what the, the premise of the affiliate program is, is how can we train other entrepreneurs and share what, um, that feeling that we've gotten just like, Hey, when you want to start personal trains, like you want to share what you've learned in the gym with others. We want to share what we've learned in business with everybody else. And well, just like when you think about, you know, training in the gym, you're always going to have better lifts when you have a good lifting partner. Right? Mm -hmm. You're always going to have, you know, a better time anywhere when you have a crew, you know, so if you, you come in, you have a crew to lift with whatever you're, you're lifting, the energy is going to be more, there's going to be a synergistic effect to it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the same thing here. Like you said, you could have went and done this on your own, but by teaming up with us, cause we're already, we already embody, you embody the lifestyle that we promote, you know, so why not? It's such a natural fit for you rather than to try to do it all on your own and try to make this new separate brand. Why not be a part of this brand that already exists that you already a part of? It just makes more sense. Right. And then, that is the biggest thing affiliate wise is as you noticed I'm I'm a real go-getter if there's something in front of me I'm gonna do it but I understand training I understand I have a great work ethic but business I mean I have a slight grasp on it but that's what Nettie has been the greatest help in that what I always say is the world needs more Nettie G's <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't got the chance to meet Nettie oh. or talk to her you need to do it because she's been the biggest help I mean every step of the way and Dustin and Corey have always been there and they've helped me out a lot. But once I, but as far as the business operation, yeah. that's why I was calling the you, business boss. Yeah, you know, yeah, you take the step for the affiliate and then he's going to handle you. Nice. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I think, um, biggest takeaway from, uh, I think that's a good, I'm going to end on that note. <laughs> my, um, <laughs> we're going to end with that. that. We've got the most important point. <laughs> Jeez, that took a long time to get there, Ian. I'll pay you after. I'll pay you after the show. <laughs> no, but um, I am. I'm inspired. I think that's what's so cool is um, I can honestly say I don't think I would have taken some of the daring steps that you've obviously taken. I mean, not. I mean, Corey and Dustin had partners. I mean, I think that's what's so cool too about your story and uh, that you don't have a partner, that you don't have any training background. So I love that we can layer on um, more OSGs more owners and have more of these stories. I'm looking forward to hearing all of them for everyone that becomes an affiliate yeah, owner. So all, all of you uh, lifters out there that are sitting there going, wow, you know, I, I'm not a personal trainer yet. I don't have this big clientele. I don't, you know, have this huge background or whatever. The only thing that's separating you from being the next E and the next affiliate owner is taking action. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. He took action. He took all the necessary steps. He reached out to us. He made the pilgrimage here. So if you can do that same thing, and be willing to grind, be willing to work, you can be the next Ian Berger and own an old school gym. Oh, yeah. Boom. Great. Didn't mean to just turn it into a commercial, but no, you know. no. Um, we, I mean, we want to help people. We want to share what we're what we're doing. And so, I mean, that's let's talk about that. I mean, you're almost at year one, so we'll have you come back. We'll do a follow up probably after your first full year. Yeah. Uh, but what what has been? And this will be the real end of the show. Tell us um, what has been the most fulfilling thing thus far, because I, I don't want people to get um, clouded and think that the best thing is is at the very end of the race. It's it's all the steps you take during the race. So let's let's celebrate something right now. What's some of the what's the most fulfilling thing that's happened thus far in your um, ownership of the OSG affiliate? Honestly, it's 
just walking to the gym every day and, and knowing it's mine, especially since I did it myself. I mean, I, I say Brandy and I did it because she's been such a huge part of it, but I literally walk in there and it's like, I created this. And then just like, especially the first powerlifting meet, I mean, I had, shout out to Kyle, came out <laughs> from California. I mean, someone came from California to, to, to take part in what I was doing. And it's just, it's crazy to have that impact and to see people get to better their lives every day, especially like guys who barely lift and come in the gym and to know that I can change their whole lifestyle because mm-hmm. that's what old school is going to do. It's just the, the daily impact and just for myself walking in the gym and knowing I'm going to build this as big as I can. So. And I'll tell you, you, you're on year one, we're on like year 15 or something. That feeling never goes away. It really doesn't. So, so, um, so here's some advice. Let's do some advertising. Let's tell everybody where they can find you online, where to follow, where to check you out, watch your progress, get some blog posts from you. Okay, so for articles and everything Old School Gym New Philadelphia related, just go to oldschoolgymnewphiladelphia.com. And then my Instagram is, it's just my name, it's Ian underscore Bircher. And that's also my Twitter. So anyone who wants to get on there and reach out, see a little bit of what goes into being the gym owner. And if you have any affiliate questions, I mean, there's been a wide, wide range of questions out there. So so let me help you narrow them down, especially if you're really considering going to Netty, I can guide you in the right direction. Yeah, he'll give you some honest feedback. Yeah, we appreciate that. I I don't hold anything back. I mean, I'm going to tell you it's tough, but I'll give you the honest answers and reach out all right so make sure you guys give Ian a follow support you know if you guys are part of the of team osg and the osg family make sure you guys support old school gym new philly so give him a follow check out his content he's come you know we talked about him you know just starting to get into weightlifting four or five years ago or whatever from his skateboard career but he's really come a long way he's a you know pretty uh, considerable power lifter and a you know a great coach so you know you know really glad to have you on today very proud of you and uh, also, I'm you know really looking forward to watching the progress that OSU New Philly is going to make over the next few years. Thanks, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Old School Gym Radio Podcast. Do us a favor. Subscribe, like, share. Hell, even write a book report about how great this podcast is. We really appreciate the support. Thanks for listening. <laughs>